What's going on guys? This is Josh. Welcome to Explained. Here we talk about Star Trek and drink. Please like and subscribe after the video if you enjoy it. Now without further ado, let me try to explain something to you. Mirror Mirror is the fourth episode of the second season of Star Trek the original series. According to Netflix anyway. Memory Alpha has it listed as the tenth episode. It starts out with a negotiation on the Hawken homeworld about obtaining the rights to mining dilithium. The Hawkins are a super pacifist people, and the chief, Tharn, tells Kirk that he cannot permit them to mine dilithium because it could potentially be used to harm others. Even if it takes one life, they must prevent it, even if they must die as a race. A magnetic storm happens, and Kirk and the landing party, consisting of Dr. McCoy, Scotty, and Uhura, prepare to beam back to the Enterprise. Tharn, hesitantly, reminds Kirk that, with the Enterprise, they have the might to simply take the crystals. Kirk tells him that he won't do that, just remember it. The party attempts to beam back, but the magnetic storm affects the transporter beam. They appear on the transporter pads with totally different clothes, and Spock has a goatee. The party reports to other Spock, and Spock orders a phaser barrage on the Hawkins. Spock berates the transporter tech for not compensating for the magnetic storm. He asks the man for his agonizer. Spock takes the triangular device and places it on the man's chest, electrocuting him. Kirk looks on in horror as the opening credits roll. After some brief discussion about transporter circuits, Kirk and the landing party go to sickbay in order to check themselves out. Once there, they note all the differences in how they felt dizzy during the transporter cycle. The supposition that they're in a parallel universe. They also determine that their parallel counterparts are on their own enterprise, possibly messing things up. Kirk sends Skye to short the phasers. He sends Uhura to check the logs on the bridge, then has McCoy look into the library files. Lots to learn. Uhura gets to the bridge, and Sulu saunters over to her. Come on, baby, what's up? Uhura slaps him away, and then Kirk arrives on the bridge. Sulu asks if they should fire, but Kirk says to stand by. Scotty tries to get into the phaser room to dismantle them, but is stopped by a security officer. Scotty reports to the captain that he couldn't damage them. Kirk acknowledges and still delays the firing of the phasers. He asks Uhura to raise the Hawkins again. Again, they deny the dilithium. He says they have 12 hours to comply. Kirk heads to his quarters. Chekhov joins him in the turbo lift. As they get to deck 5, Kirk is attacked. Chekhov is going to kill Kirk for disobeying orders. Then everyone gets promoted. But one crewman saves him. The rescue party shows up and they take Chekhov away to something called the booth. In his quarters... Kirk tells Scotty and McCoy about how officers seem to move up by assassination, so be careful. They talk through the technology. Variations in instrumentation, but the technology itself is the same. Scotty can handle it. Everything is where it should be, except for them. Now we get a bit of techno-magic. They ask the computer if something that has never happened before could have happened because of the magnetic storm. Could dimensions cross over from it? Affirmative. That's a really good computer. Since this is the first episode that even establishes other dimensions as a possibility. 
They record a counter procedure and give it to Scotty to figure out implementation. Then they go through Kirk's biography. Wow, brutal. Okay, let's turn off the fucking ping. Scotty speaks up and says he can do it, but Uhura is going to need a need to distract Parallel Sulu. After Scotty leaves, McCoy wonders what their counterparts are doing on their own Enterprise. Cut to Parallel Kirk acting like a fool, but Spock handling the situation. He puts the four barrels in the... Whoa. He puts the four parallels in the brig until they can figure a way out to return them to wherever it is they came from. Spock's already deduced that these are not the original members of his crew. Back on the parallel Enterprise, the Prime Kirk is walking down a hallway. Spock comes around a corner and says he's happy Chekhov didn't kill him. Spock doesn't even want to be the captain. He prefers being a scientist. They hear Chekhov scream and witness him in the agony booth. Sucks to be Chekhov. Spock and Kirk return to talking about how odd Kirk's behavior is. They're becoming enemies, and Spock doesn't want that. But Kirk's behavior may demand it. McCoy and Scotty approach a security officer and hypospray him, so he goes unconscious. They climb up a ladder into engineering. Scotty fiddles with some dials and buttons while McCoy looks on. Kirk heads to his quarters and finds a beautiful woman waiting for him. It's good to be the captain. She thinks this weird behavior is some gamble, some game he's playing. They kiss, and then the intercom buzzes. He goes to answer it. Spock informs him that Starfleet Command has ordered him to carry out Kirk's mission for him if he doesn't destroy the Hawkins by Planetary Dawn. And also, he would have to kill Kirk, which would make Spock captain. The woman, uh, what's her name? They haven't said it yet. Let me look it up real quick. Lieutenant Marlena Moreau. Excellent. Anyway, she asked if she should activate the Tantalus field to monitor Spock. They open a wall panel and a TV monitor with some dials shows up. She says she hates that thing. Apparently, it's some sort of instant kill device. They view him briefly, but Kirk stops Marlena from killing Spock. Marlena goes into another room, and Kirk, and Kirk calls Scotty for a, for a report. They need to do this procedure in a half hour. They better move fast. Spock gets a report on his board. Scotty is conducting research in engineering. Interesting. He shouldn't be there. An engineer in engineering? Unheard of. An alarm beeps on Spock's panel. He pushes a button and asks Sulu why he's monitoring him. Sulu says there's been more computer use than usual and he's just checking it out. It's Spock's move, though. Back in Kirk's quarters, Marlena steps out in a sexy little 60s number, and Kirk smiles. But Kirk is on a time limit. He can't play with Marlena. She gets angry. She wants to be a captain's woman. He confirmed she's the captain's woman. Then he leaves. She goes to the Tantalus field and watches Kirk. She knows something is up. Kirk calls Uhura to check in with Scotty. Make sure she distracts Sulu. She comes over and seduces Sulu. She distracts him from his board and it works. Scotty is able to mess with the power. Uhura leaves. Spock enters the transporter room and finds Kirk messing with it. Spock wants to know why all this weirdness happens. Kirk won't speak, but McCoy might. With torture. Spock demands that Kirk head to sickbay with him. In sickbay, Uhura, Scotty, and McCoy are all waiting impatiently. Kirk and Spock enter. 
Ah, uh, yes, the entire landing party. Spock tells Kirk to stand over there, and Kirk turns around and punches him. Then a fight with extras breaks out. So many extras punching each other. Spock can take them all on until Kirk cracks something on his head. They got 15 minutes, time enough to heal Spock. Marlena is watching the whole situation. McCoy works on the heels, and then Sulu enters sickbay. The ploy is to make it seem like Kirk and Spock killed each other, which would make Sulu captain. Marlena activates the Tantalus field and vaporizes the security officers other than Sulu. Kirk takes out Sulu easily. Everyone but McCoy leaves for the transporter room. McCoy stabilizes Spock, and Spock asks why. Spock melds, like mind melds, with McCoy and understands. Kirk, Scotty, and Uhura enter the transporter room, and Marlena is waiting. Marlena wants to come through with them, but she can't. The power won't work. Marlena brings out a phaser, and Uhura smacks it away. The main power is cut. That means the auto settings won't work. One of them will need to stay behind to operate the transporter. Scotty volunteers, but Kirk overrides it. Spock and McCoy enter. Spock knows, of course. He reactivates main power. Spock will operate the transporter. Kirk submits to Spock that the Empire is illogical and will eventually be overthrown. Spock will think about all this. They beam back to the Enterprise with a final phrase. In every revolution is a man with a vision. The return beam succeeds and everything is back to normal. Kirk goes to the bridge and talks to Spock about what happened. McCoy says he likes Spock better with a beard. A new girl arrives on the bridge. It's Marlena, but normal Prime Universe Marlena, not Parallel Marlena. Fascinating. She seems nice. The episode ends with Kirk sauntering over to Marlena. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for watching Trexplained. If you liked today's video, please drop a like and subscribe so you get updates on new videos. See you next time on Trexplained.